Our topic today is Havdalah, which is a vast and complex topic, but we're going to try to cover in a brief period of time the basic fundamental elements that go into this special experience that we are gifted every Motzoi Shabbos. If someone were to ask you, what is the essence of Havdalah? What is the heart of it? What is the core of the experience? So the Gemara has a beautiful way of capturing it. The Gemara says here in Psachim and Daf Kofei, the Gemara here is discussing the framework of different brachos. And the Gemara says, Havdalah is one theme, the Gemara says. It's one theme is Hoda'a. Right? There are different kinds of mitzvahs. There's different kinds of brachos. There's birchas hananin, the blessing that you say before you enjoy something. There's a bracha on a mitzvah that we say asher kedushanu before. And then there's the third kind, a bracha, a blessing, which is shevach v'hoda'a, praise and thanks. The, the, the havdala, what is it meant to do? It meant, it's meant to put us in a framework of thank, saying to the Roshon, thank you. Thank you, a feeling of gratitude. How often do we think about that? And by the way, is there a better way to start your week? Is a better frame of mind than to orient yourself to thank you, to gratitude? Amazing. That's the Gemara saying, is that the essence of the bracha. But in addition, if you look in the Nusach, what we're thanking for is a very specific gift that the Revolution gave us is the bracha of discernment. Part of what is unique about human beings is that we have special faculties. The the cognitive ability to analyze, to navigate the world. And one of the most important elements of that, which we start, we reference actually in the Birch HaShachar, of that we are this and not that, is the ability to discern, to distinguish. Havdalah, right, means to separate, to dis- distinguish between Mavdo ben Kodesh Rechol ben Olachoshech. I want to talk about why these specific things. We don't have time today. This idea of Havdalah is associated with the gift of Das, of knowledge. That's why when you think about where you should insert Havdalah in the Shemon Esri at Mariv, which is the core fulfillment of Havdalah, it's put in the bracha of das atachonim, because the Rebbe gives us this ability this week, and and many of us we know people who lo aleinu, they don't have that das. Right, the Gemara has expression ain't das havdalaminayim. You can't discern. A person lives in a world of confusion. It's a very very difficult thing. I'm speaking to somebody yesterday in the neighborhood who has a family member who's struggling with this challenge. And we don't really understand why the Rebbe gives such a person such a machla that they don't have the ability to utilize their das. It's a level of confusion. And so even if they're physically well, but that, it's a, it's a terrible, terrible challenge. Lo aleinu. Shouldn't have such a thing. But the gift to say to the Rebbe thank you, and I'm moving from Shabbos to Yantif, from Shabbos to the weekday, what am I thinking about this week? What do I have the ability to do? I have the ability to function. To be mavchin between these ideas. And then, of course, on a deeper level, to live in a way which is elevated, that I can discern what is Kodesh and what is Chol. 
Thank you, Rabbi for giving me a life that's filled with purpose, that I can understand what's Kodesh and what's Chol, and how do I infuse the Chol with Kodesh, and how do I amplify the Kodesh. That's the way we start the week. And this is a mitzvah to arise according to the Rambam. You see in source number two, this is the Rambam in Hilchos Shabbos and Perak Haftes. Mitzvah Yom It is a biblical commandment to sanctify, to acknowledge, to herald the parameters, the beginning of Shabbos and the end of Shabbos with words. The word Zachor usually means to remember. The Ramam understands, based on the Torah Shabal Peh, that it means Lehazkir, to mention it. Now, I used the phrase before at the beginning and the end, because the Ramam is going to tell us that. Beginning and end. Not all the Rishonim agree with this, but this is the Ramam's opinion, that you have to acknowledge it at the beginning and the end. At the beginning with Kiddush, and at the end with Havdalah. Now, it's, we're going we're gonna to leave it for now, but it's very significant that the Rambam puts these together. Just note it, that for the Rambam, it's like a bookend. You start with Kiddush, which you could say before Shabbos or when Shabbos starts, according to the Rambam, and the Gemara says you can even say Havdalah before Shabbos. So, well, we don't do that for various reasons with the Bormer or Eish, but in theory, these are two bookends that are, they are mitzvahs to Orisa, biblical commandments, which are bidvarim, with words. So if someone were to ask you, when do you fulfill your mitzvah of Havdalah? So on a biblical level for the Rambam, you fulfill that when you say, in Mariv. Or when you say to somebody after Shabbos, or you say to yourself, Blessed is the one who distinguishes between the sanctity and the weekday. That's the, that's the Mitzvah Daraisa. Some Rishonim do not agree with this Ramah, I and mean, they think that Havdalah is the Durabanan, and part of this is connected to the question of whether women are ob- obligated in Havdalah, and that becomes another follow-up question, whether or not women are permitted to recite Havdalah, because if Havdalah is not obligatory, then when you say Bori Pragafen, then you say a bunch of other things that have nothing to do with drinking, and then you drink later, you have a problem. What do you have? A hefsik, an interposition. So that's why, ideally, it's best for women not to get involved in this suffix, but if the chips are down and there's no men around, so women make Havdalah by themselves. And that's it. And it's better to make Abdullah by yourself than to listen to Abdullah on the telephone from somebody else. Because listening to on, the, on the telephone, I, I shouldn't say that uh, unequivocally. There are different opinions in the postgame. But the assumption, at least from my understanding, is that it is preferable for a woman to recite Abdullah on her own at home than to hear it on the telephone. Because hearing on the telephone is very questionable. We had this during COVID where we had to rely on Shasat Chak, you know, obviously emergency situations where there's a whole question, can, can you be Yotze, what's the nature of the coal on the telephone, hearing the Kermagillah on the telephone, these are not L'Chatila Eitzes, especially now that we know the way that the, the voice is being transferred, which is not today's topic, but just FYI, the way the voice is being transferred, it's not exactly, you know, there's not, it's not directly from your words into somebody else's ear. It's changed into electrical impulses, and then those, so it's very questionable whether you can be Yotze, a bracha. It's different than saying amen. Amen is one thing, but to actually be yotze the bracha. So make radin. Just women should know that if they need to, and nobody else is there, they can recite havdalah by themselves. But that's all on a biblical level. That's all midaraisa. What about what we do practically? Where did that come from? So Chazal 
Midrabanan, the rabbis introduced that the same way that on Friday night, it's not just enough Minat Torah to just say good Shabbos, of what the Rambam says, Zachreyu Zechira Shevach Fekidosh, praise Hashem giving us Shabbos. That's not enough! You have to celebrate it! Make a Lachayim! So what do you do? You have a Kos Shel Bracha. You have a cup. It's the same way we recite Kiddush Friday night, Mid Rabbanan, on a cup of wine. So the same thing, Havdalah. These two, in many ways, are parallels. So you're going to have a din of wine on Havdalah. That's a din Mid Rabbanan. But understanding, Mid it just saying, Baruch HaMavdam in Kodesh Lachol is enough. And that's enough Gamina for doing certain malachos that, you know, you want to drive home from shul and you didn't have Havdalah Alakos yet, let's say. You can make Havdalah when you get home. So you say Baruch HaMavdalah, you have Havdalah in davening, so then you could drive home. You can't do a complicated malachas, but you could drive home afterwards. Because that's the difference between the Oraisa and the Drabanan. So if someone stops you on the train and says, is there a mitzvah Doraisa for Havdalah? You tell them, the Ramam says, yes. They said, does that mean I have to drink a cup of wine? You'll say, kind of. Right? <laughs> Minat Torah, you don't have to, but me Drabanan, that's the din. Now, let's look at the Rambam there in Halacha Chavdalah, where the Rambam gives us the script that we know, and we're going to focus on each one of these elements just for a few moments. These are the fundamentals of Havdalah today. Seder Havdalah Motsoi Shabbos. Mevorech alayayin. First you say the bracha of Bori Priagofen. Va'achakach al habesamim. And after that, on besamim. Va'achakach al haner. And after that, you say the bracha of the ner. And then you say the actual text of Havdalah. So let's talk about, for just a few moments, these three elements of Havdalah. The wine, the besamim, and the ner, because these are the things that come up practically every single week. So, when it comes to drinking wine, Havdalah, Motzoi Shabbos, you'll notice there's something a little bit interesting, a little bit different about Havdalah than there is when it comes to Kiddush, certainly Kiddush Friday night. Kiddush Friday night, you're only going to make, unless it's an absolute unusual emergency, you're only going to make it on wine. Not only that, and this is also true for Kiddush at the day, even Kiddush during the day, even though it's not, I don't want to insult the Kiddush during the day, so we'll call it Kiddush Rabbah, the big Kiddush, the Gemara says, because, you know, it has feelings, so you don't want to say anything bad about it, but the Lamaisa, the Kiddush during the day is not so serious, but even Kiddush during the day, it's Kiddush B'makom Su'uda. You have Kiddush with a meal. Those two go together. And if you don't have a meal, you should not be reciting Kiddush. That's why you notice when the rabbi makes Kiddush, because uh, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be very difficult for the rabbi to get from the Kiddush to the food. I could tell you, as uh, you know, sometimes being in that position, you're making Kiddush, by the time you get to the food, there's, it's mamish, gone. There's nothing. So they bring the rabbi a few cookies, so he has a little suda. That's the cookies situation that's going on over there. And it's not the most beautiful Shabbos suda, but it's okay. It's usually those like... The cookies with the little plop of... I'm, having eaten those cookies, it's not exactly... It's not, your, it's not what the Suda Shabbos you're looking for. It's not your Purim Suda. But halakhically, it's better than relying on the opinion of the Gaona, which is that just drinking a, a cup of grape juice is also a Suda. We try not to rely on that. So you want to have the cookies, you have a little bit of a Suda, kind of. Because it's cookies and Mizonos. So Kiddush Makam Suda. That's not true for Avdallah. You notice that. There's a mitzvah of Hamalava Malka, but there's no Havdalah B'makom Suda. It's a little bit different. So if we had more time today, we would notice that there is, on the one hand, there is this parallel between Kiddush and Havdalah. The Ramam set up the bookend framework, but there are differences. So this is one difference. There's no din of Havdalah B'makom Suda. There's a din of Kiddush B'makom Suda, but not Havdalah B'makom Suda. 
And so that expresses itself in different ways, yeah? Oh, so this is a big question, exactly. Whether or not, exactly, whether or not, number one, you're obligated to say the Kavdala in the Sukkah, and number two, even if you do, can you say Elisha Basukkah just by going? So that's a very good question. It's more of a local question in Hilcha Sukkah, which is what generates the bracha of Leishi Basukkah, is it entering the sukkah, which is the opinion of many Rishonim, or we're machmir to say, no, it's only when you eat in the sukkah, and then further, well, when you're eating in the sukkah, what kind of eating generates Leishi Basukkah? So, as someone who is very machmir, as you know, if I were to make Havdal in the sukkah, I would, of course, bring a huge kibetza of cake. Because <laughs> then, you have no Suffolk brachas. You have grape juice, and you have cake. And by the way, not just any cake, you have to have a kibetza of cake. Which, if you want to be super machmir, it's not just Two kazesim, it's three kazesim of cake. <laughs> but only because we want to be mahadir to do the mitzvah would we eat the three kazesim of cake. And Otherwise, chocolate, chocolate <laughs> or it might be coffee cake, depending on what Motoy Shabbos. But anyway, exactly. But anyway, the point is yes. Right, the question was what about the fact that in many places they save the wine? from Birchas HaMazon, benching at Shalashudas, and they use it, but that's not connected to the meal. The person who's making Havdalah could be, they never even had Shalashudas. So here's the issue that's very interesting when it comes to Havdalah. The fact that it doesn't have to be B'makam Suda may be one of the reasons that we're more lenient. Now, this is not true for Shabbos Day. We're leaning on Shabbos Day, but that's because the Shabbos Day Kiddush, again, don't tell it, but it's not so important. But Friday night, we would... Halacha we would not recommend that you make Kiddush Friday night on anything other than wine or grape juice, which is acceptable. You know, if the chips are down, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, a person has to use something else, but generally speaking, that's not the case. But when it comes to Havdalah, that's not true. Havdalah is different. So the Shulchan Aruch tells us here, if you have it in front of you, oh, I have the wrong marmakam here, I apologize. The Shulchan Aruch in Ilchas Havdalah says, Ein mavdilin alapas, which is interesting, by the way, it's probably related to this idea that there's no din of havdalah b'makam suda, right? I don't know if anybody here has ever been in this situation, but there is a din that you can make kiddush on Friday night on the challah. Has anybody ever had that such a thing? It's very rare. You had such a thing. My, my, I use my father-in-law's siddur. Yes. From Slovakia. Yes. Yes. Amazing. I never saw that. Why is that? Probably because there were some people who Nebuch, they were so poor that they literally didn't have wine for Kiddush. I can imagine. That's when it's printed in the Siddur. Amazing. So, if God forbid a person was in such a situation, they could make Kiddush on the Chalas. That's a din. And it's probably related to the din that Kiddush is B'makam Suda, so you can connect your Kiddush to the bread, but not on Havdalah. There's no din of Havdalah makam Suda, so Havdalah, the bread, you can't substitute wine for bread. That doesn't work. Avol ala sheikhar mavdilin. You can make Havdalah on sheikhar, on beer. Imhu chamar medina. If it is chamar medina. If it's the local beverage. Now, how do you define local beverage? This is a big discussion. Is it something that most people drink or many people drink? Already in the Middle Ages, there was another beer, this Hamar Medina, this beer. What was Sheikh are they talking about in the Gemara? What kind of beer did they drink in the Gemara? They drank a few options. What's that? Date beer, Date beer was one option. Another option was regular beer like barley, made beer. But there's something that we call, in Shakespeare's time, they would call it mead, made vash, honey beer. Exactly, mead. So, Made vash, mud, 
kind of. That's uh, how it's spelled in Achronim. I don't know how it tastes. I never had honey beer, made devash, but that beverage was very common. Because if you think about it, in the times of the Gemara, in the times of Chazal, people, generally speaking, did not drink water. They didn't drink water because it was totally unsafe. It was contaminated, nasty, horrible. It was the same water that you were using as a latrine and as laundering your clothing. And it was not for consumption during meals, generally. If you wanted fresh water, you go find a well and you get some fresh water. So most of the time they were drinking wine, which is very interesting because it has a lot of halachic ramifications that generally, let's say they had two meals a day, Mincha in the afternoon, there was a concern that somebody had already had a drink, which is why in davening there's no duchening at Mincha. Because the coin's not allowed to duchen after they had a drink. And Mincha time, after lunch, we assume everybody, whew, gone. They're all gone, everyone's gone. The Kohanim, all plastered after Mincha, every afternoon. I guess, I don't know. No, but this, you don't have to be plastered to have an Easter. But the idea is, is that they drank many other things, if it wasn't wine, it was going to be beer or chamar medina. So this comes, interesting, Shaila Halacha Lamaisa. Let's say somebody doesn't have wine on Motsoi Shabbos. It comes up all the time. Or this is actually Lechatchila, the Shulchan Aruch says Motsoi Pesach to make Havdalah on beer. Sometimes it comes up for people during the, during the nine days. Big question, what to make Havdalah on? On Motsoi Shabbos, Shavu, Shachal, Botishavav. You're not allowed to have wine or meat. So you're allowed to have chamar medina, beer. Well, what if you don't have beer? What else can you use? So already in the, in the late 1800s, beginning in 1900s, they quote from the name of the great Gon, one of the greatest Torah luminaries in the last few hundred years. He was the Godel Gon Hador after the passing of the Chavetz Chaim in 1933. He was in Vilna. His name was Reb Chaim Ozer It's the same for Reb Chaim Ozer. Reb Chaim Ozer said you can make Havdalah on coffee. Because people go to a shop... You see what they charge for a cup of coffee? It's a, it's a very hush of a beverage. That's, that's a very hush of a thing. You would invite someone to your house, you would offer them a cup of coffee, especially today when you make espresso, nessa, whatever the whole thing is. I don't drink coffee, so I don't know from these things, but you know they have all these fancy machines. It's like a whole automobile packed into one small container, and out of the bottom comes a cup of black liquid. You know, it's whatever. But this is, you can make havdalah on this. So many posts can quote, you can make havdalah on tea. But here comes the interesting question. Can you make Havdalah on soda? Can you make Havdalah on a cup of Coke? Or as we call it here, pop. So Ramosha has an achuva here in Orachayim Chelek Beis, Simon Ayin Ches. You have it in front of you. Ramosha says, he was asked, Bidvar Hamashkos Shomine Soda. Samach Aleph Dalet Ayin. Soda. Can you make Havdalah on soda? Ramosha lived in New York. He didn't call it pop. He was not from Chicago. And Ramosha thinks, La'aniyaz daiti, in my opinion, in the underline, Dehain kemayim ba'alma. He thinks that soda is just colored, flavored, fizzy water. Which it is. Which it is. And not more than that. Ramosha thinks that even though he quotes that many achronim say you could even use a cup of milk to honor somebody, guest comes in your house, but Rav Moshe thinks, Mine soda, ain't shosen osa ela on. You could question this. Rav Moshe says, people drink soda because they're thirsty. Not because somebody comes to your house, you would give them a, you know, you would share. Now, 
you could distinguish, you could argue on this for Moshe, but this is a commonly held thing. And, and the principle is, do you think that this is, if this is a beverage which is chashev enough to recite a l'chaim for Havdalah? That's really what it comes down to. So if you make a if you make a fancy cup of coffee or a nice cup of tea, Ramosha talks about in England, of course they put chalav in their tea, which is what he talks about. So if you add sugar and of course that would be totally great. But you know, ask your local Orthodox rabbi, but Ramosha thinks that soda does not raise does not rise to that level. I would argue you could say that orange juice is probably more like chalav. You people you go to a nice breakfast, you order, you pay for a cup of orange juice. So you could argue Again, ask your local Orthodox rabbi, you could argue that coffee, especially with milk and sugar, creamer, fancy coffee, yes. Tea, also yes. Milk, not so good, but maybe orange juice, but according to Rav Moshe, soda, not. Okay, this is number one. This is the wine. Let's go to Besamim. So there's a beautiful Gemara in Tainas and Avchav Zayinam and Beis. Pasuk says, Shavas Vayinofash. To Amrei Shlokish, Neshama Yaseira Nitna Boba Adam. A person receives a gift of an elevated neshama be'er of Shabbos in source number six, be'motzoi Shabbos. What happens on Saturday night? Notlin osa mimeno, mimenu. We lose it. We lose that Shabbos feeling on Saturday night. We don't have it. Shenemar, as it's passed, as the pasuk, va yi nafash, and he rested. Says the Gemara. What a drasha. Kevon sheshavas. The drush is Shabbos, meaning ceased. Not you rested on Shabbos, but Shabbos ceased. Sheshavas. Vai of Donefesh. Woe is the lost soul. So it's a play on words. And we say this in the Kiddush. Shavas Vayinofash. He rested and had a respite. Kivyachal, so to speak, about Hashem. So the Gemara says, it's a totally different interpretation. This doesn't contradict the the standard shot interpretation, primary interpretation. It's an additional level of interpretation. Kevon Sheshavas, not once Shabbos comes with rest. Shabbos means stopped. So Kevon Sheshavas, once Shabbos stopped, Vayinofash, where is my nefesh? Where is my neshama yaseira? Beautiful. On Shabbos, we feel a neshama yaseira. And on Motsoi Shabbos, there's a feeling of, I'm missing so what do we do? How do we pick ourselves up with that Motzei Shabbos doldrum? Aside from, by the way, taking a good shower, which generally helps. Says the Gemara Brachos, Mem Gimel Amid Beis, Kol HaNeshama Tahalel Ka. We say this in the Pesukah de Zimra. David HaMelech says, Our soul, our Neshama, praises the Rabbona Shalom. What does the Gemara say? Amar Rav? Minayin, how do you know? Shemavarchin al Hareach. How do you know that you recite a bracha on a, be- a beautiful, delicious smell on a fragrance. Shenemar Omar Abzutra Bartuvia Ezadovar Shanishama Nanis Mimeno Vein Haguf Nanimimeno Heve Omer Zehareach. What is something that your Nishama enjoys, but not your body? That is smell. This is really interesting, and it's not for today, because we don't have time, but think about your olfactory sense and the holiday of Purim. Chayav inish libesume. The word besume, in that context means intoxicated, is the same word as besamim, bosim. 
Esther's name was Hadassah, and Mordechai is known as Mordoror, the Gemara says in Megillah. There's a lot of Purim and the sense of smell. How about that? Think about that. But that's not for today. Cliffhanger. What does it mean that your neshama enjoys the sense of smell and it's not something that your body appreciates? Well, don't you have receptors in your nose and that translates something to your brain? Well, there's something about the, the inyan of reach which relates to your neshama. So there's a beautiful B'nai Yisachar, the Perth Melech Dina, the top of the next page, where the B'nai Yisachar explains that when Adam Arishon and Chava made that ill-fated choice, the five senses of a person were involved, at least you would think. She saw Sava Uleinayim, that the tree looked good. She took that fruit. How did she get there? Because she listened to the Nachash and she ate. What is the one thing that she did not do, that he did not do in the context of the chit of the Eitz Hadas? Smell. They did not, does not say in the Pasuk that they smelled the fruit. This is amazing. The Bnei Saskar explains in this piece that there is a part of a person deep within us that has never been damaged or diminished by the chit of the Eitz Hadas. That is represented or expressed, that part of the neshama that's totally pure neshama shenesatabi tahorahi, it's reflected in this idea that's very ethereal sense of smell, of reach. The Gemara has an expression that when we stood at Har Sinai, we lost the filth of the snake from that original error. So what do we associate with Har Sinai? The Gemara has also an expression that there was a tremendous fragrance. Reach, the reach of Gan Eden. That's why when Esav comes, his clothing, right, Rashi quotes, there's something about the, the feeling, the, the, the sense of reach, of smell, that's associated with Gan Eden, with that perfect world. Shabbos is me'en olam haba. Shabbos is that time where you have Yom Shekulo Tov. It's like La'asid Lavo. It's olam haba. It's connected to that neshama yaseira, that special quality of ruchnius, that olam haba. What happens to us on Motzoi Shabbos? We step away from that. It floats away. So how do we make ourselves feel better? With besamim, with an enjoyment that taps into the neshama. The word kol haneshama tahalokah, that we make a brach on besamim, brings us back to the realization that there is a part of us, even during the week, even when it's not Shabbos, we don't have the actual neshama yaseira, that extra soul, there's a part of us that has a special, untouchable spiritual quality. There is a part of Gan Eden that's still part of us even during the weekday. When you make that bracha, it's not on a physical enjoyment. You don't get any calories from the besamim. 
And that's why when you transition from one special time of Ruchnius to another special time of Ruchnius, you don't need Besamim. You need Besamim when you have a step down, when you go from Shabbos to weekdays. But you don't need Besamim when you go from Shabbos to Yantif. Because that Nishama Yaseira, it's still, we still kind of feel that. I, what about the rest of the days of the week? We give ourselves a little pick-me-up with a Nishama, a Nishama Chizuk, not a Chizuk for the Guf. The last element of Havdalah that we saw, that we know, is the Or. And why do you say Borim Ori Ha'esh on Motsoi Shabbos? So here you have the Or HaShulchan. He tells us in source number nine, Mavarchan ala or b'motz al ha'ur or excuse me or with a cholam or b'motzoy Shabbos you bake the bracha on the light on motzoy Shabbos why lefi quotes the Gemara Pesachim shebo nivra ha'or shel ish on Saturday night light was created from fire why because Adam Arishon on Saturday night the first motzoy Shabbos. He felt a panic, a sense of dread and fear. Because we know that until that point, the light of the world had been illuminated by what we call the 36 hours, the Or Hagonus, the hidden light that we don't see yet, that their Boshams put away for La'asid Lavo. And on Motsoi Shabbos, because Adam Rishon did what he did, when Shabbos went away, it got dark for the first time. Friday night, there was no darkness for Adam Rishon because he had the supernal light. So now it's dark. So he starts to panic. So the Medrash says, the Rebbe said to him, take two stones, bang them together, and you're going to make fire. That's the Medrash says. So to commemorate the original fire of Adam Rishon, on Motsoi Shabbos, every Friday night, we strike a match. Excuse me, every Saturday night. Shebo Nasan HaKadosh Baruch Hu Adam Rishon Me'ein Dugma Shomailah what did he do? He banged the stones together. It's referencing this story. Or. So now, he adds another layer that when I was preparing, I, ever, I never knew this. I never knew this Pirkei Blesser. Amazing. He says more. That's a, until now, probably most of you, if someone would have asked you, why do you make Havdalah with Mori Reish, you would have said the story with Adam Rishon that it got dark, so he banged the stones together. That's what I would have thought. Then I saw this amazing. Look at this light from the Orcha Shochan. He says, "This is a hundred years ago." Rabbi Chil Michal Epstein in Nevardik, fourth line. Pirkei Drablezer Isa Debein Hashmasha Shol Shabbos Hayah Adam Arishon Yoshiv Mahara Belibo. Adam Arishon was sitting in the twilight of the end of Shabbos and thinking to himself, "The Omar Omar," and he says, "Oily, Oivei Shema Yavo Hanachash." Maybe the snake is going to come back. On Shabbos, I didn't worry about the Nachash. On Shabbos, it was me and the Rebbe Shalom. Everything was beautiful. But now, Motsoi Shabbos, maybe the demons are going to come out. Maybe the snake is going to come back. Shema Yavu Anachash, Shehita Osi Be'erav Shabbos, that got me on Friday. So what happened? HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent him Chizuk. Nishtaleach lo amud shel eish. God sent him a pillar of fire. Lahoyer lo, to illuminate for him. To see, to be able to perceive what's out there and to, to caution himself to get, to get in, not to get into trouble. He saw it. 
And he was happy. Now I know God is with me. And he stuck out his hands to that light. And he said, Hashem, you're with me in a time of darkness, facing my fears, my vulnerabilities. And I already, I know I already was bit by the snake yesterday. The Rosham says, don't worry. You go away from Shabbos, you feel a sense of insecurity and vulnerability. So the Rosham says, I'm going to give you light even on Saturday night. Magnificent, magnificent shot. There's another Torah here that relates to this idea of the age created on Motsoy Shabbos. We have to talk about it at a different time. Of other regions, technological ingenuity, which Rav Cook explains in the Einaya, which is magnificent. But we don't have time today. Today will suffice for this beautiful Archa Shochan name of Pirkadur Blesser. So we have, we have the Kol Shobracha, we have the grape juice or the wine, we have the Besamim, we have the or, which is an avuka, it's multiple flames, which is the whole discussion of the Gemara and Brachos. But I want to end with one Gemara, an amazing, amazing shot that I heard in this Gemara from the late Gon, Ravar Lichastin, Zechat Sadek Levracha. Ravar, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was giving a Sichas Musar in Wayu, and he said over this Gemara, just kind of by the by, and it was absolutely gorgeous, drop dead shot in this Gemara. Amazing. The Gemara has, you see, it's on source number 10. There are three people who merit the world to come. The Elohim. Number one, Hadar Eretz Yisrael. You live in Eretz Yisrael? You inherit Olam Haba. Number two, Hamagadel Bonov Letalmud Torah. To raise your children, and in Europe they used to say this is true even of other people's children. Give tzedakah to an orphanage or to a Talmud Torah, to a day school to raise children according to the Torah. And the third, you ready? If you say Havdalah on wine, you're a Ben Olam Haba, you're Nochle Olam Haba. What do you mean? That's the Dindar We started with that. Of course you have to say Havdalah Motsoy Shabbos. So Gemara says, Mayhi, what are you talking about? Says the Gemara, Demeshire. Mikidusha Lavdalta. Meshire, you leave over from Kiddush to Havdalah. So Vulkastin Sikh said, What does this mean? What's the shot? Rabbi Yochanan would leave some of the wine from Friday night so that he would make Havdalah on it on Saturday night. And for that, the person, you're no chel olam haba if you do that. What does that mean? So he said, spectacular pshan. We began with the Rambam, who pointed out that Kiddush and Havdalah are bookmarks. They're bookends. They're points of transition. Kiddush is where we transition from Chol, from the weekday, to Shabbos. Havdalah, of course, is when we transition from Shabbos to Chol. When a person transitions on Friday night, that is a, it's a moment, it's a transition of elevation, of a deep breath, of breathing in the Neshama Yaseira, of Shalom Aleichem Malachi Hashares. Halavai, if we're, if we're able to, we can hear the inner voice speaking to us, celebrating the onset of Shabbos. There's a new song, which was published by 
a Jewish singer from one of the wine companies. Baruch Hashem, it's Shabbos. It's going around in our house a lot lately. This is a whole song about Baruch Hashem, it's Shabbos. Right? A person, you feel so good about that. Thank God you can leave everything behind. You have Shabbat, right? Everything you leave behind. Everything else. All the weekdays, you feel everything. Nasus Malachto. On Motsoi Shabbos, Ken Zan, you would say in Yiddish, it's possible that maybe you don't feel the same way. Maybe you don't feel the same way. To go back to a whole week of work, to face the challenges, the vicissitudes of life. Maybe we don't feel so much enthusiasm. And sometimes it's a mitzvah. You know, sometimes we struggle to feel the inspiration on Friday night. Last night, I was sitting at uh, at Charles Shudas next to Rabbi Engel, and I whispered to him that I was struggling. I was a little depressed last night during Banish Mashos because I couldn't, you know, I'm not on a high madrega, and I couldn't be exclusively in Shabbos because I knew what was waiting. Lo Elenu, a Levaya, on Motsoi Shabbos. So it it was a challenge. It was a struggle. It was a struggle. So Rav Luchensin says that Rav Yochanan says, and it's so deep, it's so beautiful, he says that a person who sees their weekday as full of opportunities, as full of avoda, as full of inherent, built-in service of Hashem, then they can transition from Shabbos to the weekday with the same enthusiasm that they transition from the weekday to Shabbos. What a pshat. He said, the Meshar Avdalta means that you keep the Kiddush wine, meaning the message, the experience, the enthusiasm. It's not an easy thing to do. But to realize that when you're leaving Shabbos, of course it's sad. Of course it's of the Nefesh. We're missing the spirit of Shabbos. But their Bosham told us, Sheishis Yom Tavod. You have great opportunities this week. You can be most of Mechol Ala Kodesh. You can add some of the sanctity into your weekday. You're going to carry the Shabbos with you. It's going to be in the Makor HaBracha. You're going to say, Hayom Yom Rishon B'Shabbos, Sheni B'Shabbos, Rishon B'Shabbos. You're going to live during the week with so much mission-driven life, with so much Kedusha in everything that you do at home and at work and the way that you interact with other people that you can be excited even about the Havdalah transition. Of course, we're not confusing the two. We're not confusing Kodesh and Chol. We are Mavdil. We understand this is Kodesh and that's Chol. But to be able to also have excitement for the weekday, to also see the Avodah Hashem that we have in our everyday lives, and to have as much excitement about living life in the Sheish Simei Masa as we do on Shabbos, that person is Minochle Olam Haba. That's what he said was the Pshat in this Gemara. What an amazing idea for Havdalah. So to summarize, we have this mitzvah, according to the Ramah Mitzvah, Raisa. We have this mitzvah, we take the coast, and we bring us back to the celebration, to the celebration of heralding the weekday that is coming, the opportunities that we have. We raise the besamim and we take a good geschmack whiff. They say, I, I was actually at someone's house that... Uh, Everyone, after they, they smell the basam, they say, ha, 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 they all laugh. And I thought that was very strange. But then I saw Melech Biederman quotes from his grandfather, the Lel of a Rebbe, that he also used to make a joke at Havdalah. So everybody should laugh. And they should come into the week with a big smile and a happy time. Even though, of course, we're losing that neshama Yisir, but the, the feeling of, yes, we have the Rebbe still with us. We have a neshama 
that was you know, untainted from the Chait Adam Rishon. We have this nair that reminds us that Yerbon Shalom is always with us and that we have the opportunity to be Makadish the weekday, to find the sparks within the Chol. That's a great way to start the week with Havdalah.